Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls, the Comics Pals weekly show where we, Comics Pals, review four of the week's biggest yeah. books. I am joined by Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Tyler. I don't know why I have a mustache. Neither do I. I don't know. Do you? It's, um, that's, that's the right, right reaction, Kale. Yeah. An attempt was made, as they say. I'm Sean, and uh, how's this your mustache is... feeling, dude? I don't have one. I've got a beard. Hey, I don't listen. fuck with that mustache stuff. You, wait, you don't consider you consider once the beard grows in, like you don't have a mustache anymore. It's evolved to beard. It's not yeah. like this is a beard. This is a mustache. Well, here's and the thing: his connects. Yeah, mm. we're like we're like. <laughs> We're three stages of beer. <laughs> I got like a uh, a reverse fascist, let's say, going on here. It's like nothing grows in the middle. Yeah. Reverse then, fascist. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is how we're going to get one. away from that <laughs> weird banter and say hello to everybody that is watching live. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Wherever you are watching, we appreciate you guys so much. We are going to get right into the reviews. We've got Planet of the Apes, number one, uh, from 20th Century Studios. Mm. Slash becoming Marvel. publisher. Yes. Yeah. Good for yes. Them. Absolutely. Little known, little known publisher. Wishing those kids luck. Uh, Immoral X-Men number three. Amazing Spider-Man number 23. And of course. We have Batman one three four, and you know I had to do it. You got the Tom I, King variant. I got the Tom King April Fools variant, which if you haven't seen and you're listening on audio, you need to look for this. It's so cool. It is a Tom King drawn cover of Batman uh, one thirty four. That is horrible. It's bad. If if you like, you would probably be proud of this if your second grader not gave even. this to you. Not even. I told him to pick up a trade instead. The the, the creative wow. field is not where where he's le- he's supposed wow. to be Wow. So. Second grade, Tyler. Hey, that's you gotta so... be a big fan of Tom King to get that cover, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I love Tom King. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Big CIA 100%. guy, Sean. <laughs> I don't want to make a character. Let's let let's get into the ape talk. Let's talk uh Planet of the Apes. This is by uh Brad Walker. I haven't read something from Brad Walker in oof, a million years. Uh or David Walker, I'm sorry, not Brad Walker. Um, uh, David F. Walker, right? Guy. Yes, David F. Walker. On... Okay, yep. Uh Dave Wachter on art. Colors by Brian Valenza. Uh, letters Joe Caramagna. Um, I love the Planet of the Apes movies, the Matt Reeves ones. Those are the only ones I've seen. This book takes place within the continuity of that. Yeah, it appears. Um, and if you haven't seen the movies, that is quite all right because <laughs> they are recapping everything. And to be fair, I've only seen the first one of those movies. So uh I was kind of okay with the recap personally. Sure. Um what I wasn't okay with was the fact that like, oh, this is a pandemic book. You know, I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This whole book is the is what if the world fell apart after a pandemic? And I was like, yeah, I, I lived that already. Is this just nonfiction? What are we what are we reading here? <laughs> um, like I didn't care much for that aspect of it, but but I know that's just the source material is that we got to work with. So I got over it. Somehow this one was less fun. Hmm. Wait, this was pandemic. less. Oh my god! I'm saying you yeah, found our fun pandemic, in our we pandemic. We didn't get talking uh, apes in our pandemic. Like, geez. Uh, yeah. Boring. Listen, I I had Tumblr through our pandemic. Yeah, all so I got I was, was one. Yeah. All I got was one less grandpa. Like, geez, this this other pandemic would. It, it's fictional ones much better. Wow. Uh look, I I I can't speak to that. Um having having seen the movies, 
I was a little frustrated with the recap. I understand why they had to do it. But between that and then having to catch us up on whatever's happening now, and, you know, there's a scene where this the guy who's like the leader of this revolutionary group is rattling on and on about the group and how they're not really bad guys and all this other stuff that he felt he needed to say like uh he says uh the human race is facing extinction he's telling this to his own group and people that they've captured uh but we the exerticus very the army of man refuse to go down without a fight this fight is for what remains of humanity the ex exerticus very are not terrorists we are a global army like who cares Kill us or let us go. Don't talk to me. Don't talk me to death. Was this the uh, cell phone footage uh, scene? Was it cell phone footage? I don't even know. It was just a guy prattling on the Switzerland uh, scene. The snow scene, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like he was recording cell phone footage for it. <sighs> he just wouldn't stop talking. I mean, with a name like that, you got to assume they're pompous idiots, but. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was so talky. Uh. I just, I just, it was just, I don't know. I was frustrated. I have a question. So, so you've seen the movies, Sean. Um, and and I've I like seen the how first two, yeah. I've only seen one more than me. Um, does that terrorist organization exist in those movies? Um, I don't remember from the, there being any terrorist organization in the second one. Gotcha. Well, I remember that, Gary that's... Oldman's like a bad guy or something like that. I, th- I think he's like a, um and like a and a bad military guy like a a you know real one not a not a ragtag you know cult yeah. or whatever uh, the fuck yeah um that that angle I've seen bits and pieces of these films I don't I don't even think I've seen a full one um but that part felt new to me mm-hmm. and I don't know why. It felt new to me too. Um, I wish that they would have shown these guys doing things that were, you know, I don't know, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't really care for his speech. For a for a Planet of the Apes book, I felt like there wasn't enough interesting conversation either. The Matt Reeves movies have interesting things to say about the world and the state of it and all those kinds of things. And, you know, there's a lot of on the nose stuff. Like when the girls, she's using sign language to speak to the, uh, to the apes and the guys like, Oh, you know, they don't understand what you're saying and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, guy, we know that the apes are smart. So why are you still saying this kind of crap? Like at this point, weren't they able to talk? Wasn't like Caesar able to actually talk, but they can't all talk. Got it. Okay. The, 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 the science of planet of the apes, is confusing me. The guy says animals don't understand humans. Like, forget apes. Yeah. Just dogs understand humans. Like and that's what she said. Yeah. She's like, ever ask a dog to sit or fetch? Yeah. But like, like that that's so dumb that I feel like it doesn't need like that's just not you know, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying. Nitpicky, I know. Trust me. Um I thought the art was good in this. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Dan Walker, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty like, especially for like when I see IP book, I don't get excited in terms of like the art. I'm like, all right, Dave, Dave, sorry, Dave Walker. Okay, this is Dave um, and Dave. If they with like an IP book, they put like an artist on it just to be able to you know someone who can actually draw something and they and they put it out. This felt like an actually good you know creative team. Like I, I thought the creative team was good. Um, I just I think that the time jumping and skipping was. It wasn't confusing. It was annoying. Yeah. Because it, it clearly says the years, and they're not that far apart, so you can kind of keep track of it, but it is annoying. And things are linear in a certain way. Like, you know, you go from our main character who's older, and it shows her at a certain point, and uh, a, you know, and then slightly younger, and then slightly younger. So, so like, you get it, but it's just, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it it's it's a, div- a, a clearly just a device mm. to tell us 
who she is and what's going on for her. But for what? I think in a book that is also time jumping to tell us the story of the movies, it's just a lot of flashes, whether it's a flashback, flash forward. It's just it's too much of that, I felt. And it bogged the book down. I really wish that the book would have had a little bit more forward momentum, a little bit more stuff happening. Um, I, I And I do agree this is a good creative team. This is a book that could have a, a much stronger issue, too, I think. I agree. Yeah, I feel like it got what it needed to get out of the way. It didn't lead for a very good first issue. But what I got um, has potential. That makes sense. I think I feel about this book the way Sean felt about <laughs> the way Sean felt about uh, Star Trek Defiant. Mm. If you like Star Trek, if you like Planet of the Apes, this is for you. Great. I find Planet of the Apes insanely boring. <laughs> Have you seen the original movies, Kel? Yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't get oh, the hype. Man, so cool. Not even the score. Hey, you know what, dude? I'll, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna say it on this podcast. Right. Planet of the Apes. It's not cool. It's just no, not. It's cool. not cool. It's the nerd. It's nerd shit. Doctor Zayas, come on. No, it's not cool. Listen, it's not. It's just not. I will say. I it, think I would have preferred a Planet of the Apes book set in the original timeline, where it's like extra high sci-fi stuff. Um. This weird middle ground of like post-apocalyptic. Uh, it's fine. It's cool in, in a movie where they can do CG that it's like mind-boggling, but as a comic, yeah. just like eh, okay. It's a lot flatter. Yeah, it's just not as menacing or interesting. Um, yeah, I I will pass. Not because I had a bad time with this book, just because I don't care enough. The movies are good. I enjoy them a lot. But this is not being told by Matt Reeves. This is just a spinoff. And it didn't do enough to make me care as someone who's seen the movies. And I don't think it does enough to justify its own existence, especially in the first issue. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. pass on it as well. But I will personally be checking out issue two at least. Mm. I'm not going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to come back. Before we move on to Immoral X-Men, I do want to let you guys know where you can find us and how you can support the show. I want to start with an announcement about this Saturday. So this Saturday on the show, we will be interviewing Jeff Johns. As you all know, hopefully, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, so that will be happening at our special start time of 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have Jeff Johns on at 1 p.m. Eastern. So come hang out with us for that. There is still time to enter the Geiger giveaway. If you're watching this live, you have until the end of Friday. So 12, whatever that is, like 11.59 on Friday night uh, is your last chance. That by Friday, I'm talking about April 7th. Uh, that is your last chance to enter. All you have to do is send us a question or a comment for Jeff Johns. Be a subscriber on YouTube, follower on Twitch. That's it. Once your name into a drawing, and on Saturday, we will reveal the winner of the giveaway. We'll send a copy of Geiger to your house or wherever it is you want to get it. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come show out, show support. We're going to have a blast talking to Jeff Johns. Uh, if you want to watch this show live, you can do that every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, normally, Saturdays, the main show would be at 10.15. This Saturday, it is at 1 p.m. Um, everything else, links in the description. Come join our Discord server. It's a lot of fun. Far Sector Book Club went out this week. Check that out. Uh, and uh, yeah, watch our TikTok videos. Those are uh, Those are blowing up. It's a lot of fun. People that watch TikTok videos are crazy. I I don't get it. I don't. You say you said people who watch TikTok videos are crazy. People who comment like the the, oh, the people God, that wild, yeah yeah yeah. I got called a nerd. 
Um, huh? I know, surprising, real surprising. You? Yeah. Uh, what did What did somebody say about you, Sean? A lot of things. I didn't. <laughs> I I'm I'm good at uh, <laughs> I'm good at uh, letting things go like that. So I don't yeah. I don't remember, but a lot of things. Well, we've said a lot of things about the X-Men books thus far, about Sins of Sinister. Some of it, not so good. Most of it, not so good. But thus far, at least I have been turning the corner on this event. And uh, Immoral X-Men number three, it's the end of the series. It might just be the best issue yet. Maybe, possibly. Kieran Gillen on the words, Alessandro Vitti on the art, uh, Rain Barreto on colors, Clayton Cowles on the letters. This is the year 1000. And it's a nightmare. It is horrible. <laughs> this world sucks. Isn't this the world we got a, like a premonition about? And what to go in was it immoral X-Men? Maybe Destiny saw something. I remember there being like a eventually a giant sinister. Wasn't that like a thing? Uh there that I'm reminded of the the uh shoot at the Exodus focused issue. Yeah. Um, and I'm also reminded, I think, of what was the last big event? Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. Yeah. Wasn't there a scene that shows a giant Exodus or something of that nature? Yeah, maybe an that's Exodus planet. Giant. Yeah. So this is this is where we are. Yeah. Okay. That's what it seems like it could be. I'm not all the way sure, to be honest with you. Um, how did you guys feel about this one? I think I really liked it, but I'm not I'm not sure. I'm kind I, go ahead, Cal. I literally just read it, and I'm not positive that I can tell you what happened. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. This is a weird event, man. Um, hmm. Like, I thought it would be another ten of swords, you know? Like, just something I just didn't care about. But I think two out of three of the books so far have done a good job of making me care about the people in it. You know, like, I'm rooting for Sinister at this point. You know, uh, I'm rooting for, you know, um, Rasputin in this. Yeah. Rah, rah, et cetera. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't love it, but I don't think it's bad either. I think it's weird. I'm on I'm on a solid like oh, this is a weird choice, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah. <sighs> I love Rasputin in this in this issue. Yeah. She's awesome. I appreciate the fact that she's just like gung ho on doing the right thing. Like that's all she can even think about. Um, I like that she has free will to a certain extent. Um, Sinister tricks her. We know this is not the last. Of course, we will be seeing of her. And now, in a weird way. This character that we have grown to love is now the antagonist of the book because we need Sinister to come through. We need Sinister to ultimately win and reset things. She's trying to prevent him from doing that because he wants to close out this universe and she doesn't want to let that happen. So now she's kind of the antagonist. Is that Am I wrong? Is that not what you guys got out of it? Um, I don't think she knows really. I don't think but she that, understands. But that's the line of dialogue. She says to him, after she eavesdrops on the conversation that he has with Destiny, she says, you're not trying to save the universe, are you? And he says, I'm afraid not. And she says, oh, I don't think you get to live. Yeah, but again, I think I think if she has been given the bigger picture, I think she would then understand his reason. You know what I mean? Like she's given half of it. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying like he's trying to reset yeah. th the timeline yeah. and she's trying to prevent him from succeeding because she thinks he's trying to end the universe, which sure. is true. Yes. Yes, he, yes. So that's all. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Um, And I think that's an interesting dynamic to now be in with these characters. 
Okay. <laughs> no. When do we when are we going to see that? Are we going to see that in like an Omega issue or something? Or is there there's uh, no fourth there, issue? There is one. There's yeah, a Dominion there one. The yeah, Dominion okay. issue, yeah. Um I don't know. I had a good time with this getting to see all the like weird endpoints for a lot of these characters like the Emma Frost who is just, you know, uh, some kind of red diamond that she's evolved into a gnarly looking beast um like there's so many different weird cameos and again it's one of those things where it's like i have a hard time caring about them because we're gonna be with them for about one issue um yeah but they're decent cameos yeah yeah and like that 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 emma is the living gem of citarac too yeah she can just make anyone juggernauts like that's gonna lead to like a really interesting fight scene you know, especially once we have all the Nightcrawlers, you know, into the mix, and then we get, you know, whatever's left of Storm's Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll lead to a really dumb, fun, bombastic final issue of whatever this is, I think. Um, I, I will give it that this has been fun. Has it been great? No. Is it blowing my pants off? No. Um, but it's fun, I think. You'll get one page of everything you just described. Probably. Yeah, and there would probably be a whole bunch of uh, narration boxes, you know, hiding everything. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I don't feel like this event is that exciting. And I think that's my ultimate biggest problem. Like at this point, the narrative's fine. You know, it's all okay. Nightcrawler's kind of isn't the best book. It's actually kind of not great at all, but the other two are fine. But the event is just not that exciting. It's not, there's not enough connective tissue because we're jumping too far into the future and I don't know. It's just lacking intrigue. I because we kind of know what the end is. The end is telegraphed. There's it no has stakes. to end one way. Yeah. There's no stakes. And the and the stakes that they're trying to make in universe aren't there because we know where it ends. You know? Right. We know this has an endpoint. Solicitations exist. Yeah. You know, we know we go back to Krakoa because there are, you know, half the X-Men line is still going on right now. All of X is a thing. Yeah. 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 So um, the arts, the arts, all right. I actually felt like it was a bit, a bit of a weird choice. It's a little grittier and a little darker. I feel like the coloring is a little darker. Maybe yeah. that's just me. A little dirtier. Um, yes. Yeah, dirtier. It's not that I am not down with that. It just feels, feels very different. Than what we've been getting with these characters. Was it a different anchor than the previous? Had to be, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like to me. It didn't look like as a choice as much as the creative team was different. Yeah, which, which to be fair, could have been a. It could have been a choice to bring on a different anchor, um, to get that effect. Mm But it adds to the dryness of the book. To be honest, (laughs) like it's not visually that compelling. And when I think about like mm-hmm. Age of Apocalypse, for example, not a great event, doesn't have any real stakes, but it's wacky. It's crazy. It's fun to look at. And, you know, you can you can appreciate it for that. Um, this is more of a like a method on Sinister. Yeah. Um, and that's fine, but it's going on for a long time. And it took half the series for me to start to feel it. So at this point, it's like, I just kind of want this to be over with how much I've been enjoying it towards the end, notwithstanding. It's a whole different artist team. And every issue has been an art, a different artist team. Okay. Yeah. What's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Philosopher King brings up a, an interesting point. Feels like it's stalling for something bigger down the line. Call X. It could be. Yeah. I remember that, um, that um, C2E2 event promo image we got with about a dozen different titles listed on it. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Especially cool. when you're seeing the artists too, bringing different creative team on each issue. That screams filler to me. Yeah. Well, we've seen the X line essentially take a break at this time of the year for the last three years. Yeah. Um, they did it with like the whole line kind of shuts down and then they do 
an event. They did it with uh, what's this book? Uh, X Lives, X Deaths, and then what was the other one that they did in 2022 at the start of 2022? Was it no Ten of Swords was uh, 2020 before that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But this feels like it's in that same vein of the rest of the line is taking a little bit of a break. They're getting other things cooking, and this is the event that we're getting in the interim. Uh, I I'm, I say pull. We've come this far. It's a solid issue. Uh, it's the best of the bunch, I think, of an event that is overall probably going to end up being forgettable. I'd say pull as well, but it's a very tentative, specific to me pull. Um, I once this is done, Sean, I'd like to be able to say if I pass or pull on like a trade of this entire thing, because I think once yeah, I get can, a bigger picture on it. Yeah, I'm curious. Ass, fuck this. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. All right. <laughs> Kale's had about enough. I just, what Is a, this ruined sinister for you, Kale? No. No. He's long since been ruined. Gotcha. <laughs> He's apparently supposed to be the main villain of the animated series revival, so. Yep. On the outset. Yeah. That doesn't thrill me about that. <laughs> Well, I, I liked Sinister a lot in the animated series, the OG. I did too. My worry is that if the animated series is going to... Is it picking up Krakoa? Or is that the no, comic? No, it's uh, the comic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's picking up from like a year after um, the events of the, the series. No Krakoa, as far as we know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Of course, my cat wakes up as soon as I bring a beer close to his face. This freaking drunkard. Wow! So wow. you're you're just admitting on a on a podcast, public podcast, that you get your cat drunk? No, I'm just saying that uh, he was an ex alcoholic, and I rescued him from it. So you're just like your father. I'm just, I'm just enabling. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I I can definitely say that I'm way more interested in what is happening in Amazing Spider Man right now. Uh, Amazing Spider Man 23. This is the listener pick. Uh, thank you, Slidius, on the follow. Appreciate that. Um, this we're we're in the middle of the arc where we're going to finally learn what Peter did that has everybody so pissed off, and what the ramifications are of that that are going to lead to the most shocking event in sixty years of Spider-Man. Zeb Wells wrote this with art by John Romita Jr., Scott Hanna on inks, Marcio Menez on the colors. Last issue, we saw Peter escape from that zone that they were all in, mm-hmm. um, uh, and they they were under attack by Robin or Rabin, um, and he left MJ. He left MJ with uh, with this in this dimension with Paul. So now we know how MJ and Paul kind of ended up together because apparently time passes faster over there i think we learned uh so they're together for who knows how long time dilation mm-hmm. just cut them <laughs> and this issue presents us with a peter that i feel like we haven't seen in a long time or at least that i haven't seen in a long time this reminded me of when aunt may was shot mm. during back in black when Aunt May was shot, that anger that Peter had and that willingness to go all the way, try to save her, you know, leading into everything that happened in one more day. This gives me that same desperation energy that Peter had. And I love to see Peter like that. Yeah, once he realizes the time dilation is the thing, it's like the clock is running and this dude is just trying everything in his po- in his power to like do things as quick as possible, which I think is then screwing him up even more. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm in love with this book. How about the art? You uh, into the JRJR art? Yep, you know it. Same, same. I do have one issue, and it doesn't have to do with the art in the book, but the cover, and I have it on the stream. Um, do you have the physical? Uh, which, do you have the A cover? Look at those Fantastic yeah. Four uniforms. The emblem is on the um, back. You said the emblem. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it is. For, for like a read, I was like, all right, maybe Reed just turning his head around. No, no, no. Right. Sue's got it too. So yeah, good old, <laughs> good old JRJR uh, <laughs> snafu there. Yeah, I wonder if he accidentally drew it backwards. Maybe. That's that's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Peter runs into, you know, different members of, of, you know, the Marvel universe, like the FF and Cap and, you know, these characters that mean so much to Peter. And I don't know if you guys felt this, but the confrontation between Peter and Captain America, it's like, why do these two always meet like this in an alleyway? Like, this is how they fought in Civil War, uh, similar sequence. And one little thing that kind of flies on the radar there is... Cap finds out he's Peter in that moment. Because even Spider-Man's like, well, he knows I'm Peter now. I, I, is it there? I, I, I got there. the impression he, he knew it was there. Uh, he knew he's Peter. No, because he gets his secret identity would have been a thing there. Hmm. And Unless I, I read that wrong. Comic books. But it felt like a very like, oh, that's a big deal to be kind of. Uh, he says, Cap knows I'm Peter Parker. I may be out of places to hide. I I interpreted that as as like. I can't just hide. These people know okay. who I am. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. As continuity wise, it would have been during New Avengers. But yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Kale. Um. This book does what frustrates me in a lot of media that needs conflict. Uh, nobody talks. Mm-hmm. The the 10 seconds it would take Peter to say, oh, MJ's in the thing. Uh, we've got to, you know, we need to hurry up and get over there and help me like Captain America is like the dude. Right. Talk to him. Stop it. Stop this. They, they, You're an they adult. Try to, yeah. They try to justify it by, you know, him, them finding multiple, like a Spider-Man suit in a scene of a, you know, a WMD explosion. Um, but yeah, I agree. But also like, that's a very Peter Parker thing to do too, though. Like self-sabotage. But it's, it, it is a cheap, ploy in terms of writing yeah i just like and especially at like what we're supposed to believe is like this at this point in peter and steve's like friendship like not that they're great pals or anything but like that there wouldn't be like at least a mutual respect between them that even peter would go listen i really need help right now i need you to trust me and that cap wouldn't go, hey, cool, let's go. It just, like, it's manufactured conflict that drives me insane. I felt like the reasoning was that they couldn't trust that that was, A, actually Peter, and that, B, he had his full faculties. And so Cap... I interpreted it as Cap was unwilling to do anything until they went and got him checked and made sure that he was cool. The same way the FF wouldn't let him use Reed's lab. Yeah. I, I guess. I, it, like, like, you're yeah. right. Like, that's what's presented. And, you know, in in story continuity, like, that makes absolute sense. But it's just, I don't know, soap opera garbage. Especially with the FF, too. Like, Johnny and the Thing. Like, Cap, sure, I I agree with you, Sean. Like, Johnny and the Thing? If it were were Reed, if if Reed said, hey, listen, no way. Uh, Go in my super-duper identifier tube and we'll figure this out. It'll take about a day. I'd be like, okay, that sort of makes sense. Yeah, Johnny, even 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 Bearcat thing there with his, you know, his two piece costume. Um yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. Looking like Keith Lee yeah, at the end of his WWE say, run. I don't want to draw all those rocks. Yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> I guarantee you that's exactly what happened. Um 
but yeah, like Johnny Storm is one of his best friends. Like, even though he busts his balls constantly, I think he would find a way to be like, yeah, sure. And at the end of all this, at the end of all this, and I, mind you, I have no idea where Norman Osborn is in the continuity at this point, other than Gold Goblin or whatever the fuck. He wasn't yet. Yeah. Right. I simply do not buy that he would go to Norman Osborn over, I don't know, Hank Pym, over, I don't know, Bruce Banner, over, I don't know, Tony Stark, I don't know, his own fucking lab, Doc Ock. Like what? But they won't help him. That's that's the point. They won't won't help him. So at this point, continuity-wise, I believe Norman would have had his sins eaten by the Sin Eater. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel like the I'm I still care about knowing what's going to happen. I feel like the drama and stakes are very high. I don't feel like it's lost anything because we know who's still alive when we get across this hump. We you know we know Peter's there. Yeah. We know MJ's there. I that's not bothering me. Um it's really a question of what the heck is going on with MJ and Paul. Um and, is there a question at this point? Come on. Sorry? Is there a real question at this point? Like we we know what they're doing at this point. I, yeah, they're having kids. Or they're, but but they're fighting but the those beast aren't with two her backs kids right though. Oh, I think they are. Oh yeah, right. Because time could, dilation. I think be, something yeah. is gonna mess it up so Peter can't get to her for like right. a like a day his time and then it comes back and it's like been years there too. Right. That's what those that's are her why, kids. Yeah. yeah, that's why in real time they say they're not her kids. That makes sense. Um yeah, I'm very interested to see what this uh, special thing is gonna is is gonna be. Um but I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the whole, the whole like, oh, big thing that's happening that they've been hyping up. Yeah. 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 I could have used a little more than Peter running around and alienating everyone for the billionth time in this issue. Hmm. Uh, Philosopher King says the problem for me is that this entire plot thread is an excuse to separate MJ and Peter. Yeah. Uh-huh. I Spider-Man mean, comic. yeah, you know, that's what they got to do. Just to throw it out there. And I know we're not doing, you know, question and answer here, but do you guys have a favorite uh, Spider-Man, uh, I guess, girlfriend? Gwen. Yeah. Is it Gwen, though? It's weird because those Spider-Man comics, I feel like I don't actually... I actually don't really care about either relationship that much, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, because those old books, I don't feel like it's that deep at all. Yeah, I really don't feel yeah. like it's that deep. And so the idea that Gwen is this deep, great love is like not really there. And then MJ is just this sort of party girl that he connects with to get over Gwen and stuff like I, I don't know. I don't feel like there's this deep love. I don't see it. <laughs> Murphy says, uh, straight to jail with you, Sean. Uh, what did I say? About Gwen and... Oh, okay. Uh, oh, to plan says L take. <laughs> wow. I don't disagree. I think Gwen's uh, worth comes in her death, and it's a problem with uh, uh, female characters, you know, in early comics, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think, think Stan is right. of that character. Yeah, I think Stan was right. He, you know, the reason he wanted to kill her off was because she was too perfect. I said, oh, yeah, shit, you yeah. might be right. Uh, my maybe controversial answer, I'm not sure. I've never heard anyone else talk about it, but uh, Kitty Pride from Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Interesting. I really enjoyed that dynamic. I thought they were really fun together. Interesting. Mine's Carly Cooper. I'm a big Carly Cooper fan. I was like, no, she's, you guys weren't reading this time. She's, she's thinner than Mary Jane. Like, no, but what? she was cool. Like, you know, she kind of did her own thing. She was like this coroner, you know. She was, yeah, I, I don't know. 
Wait, was she not the one that was with Doc Ock? No, no, no. That's uh, Anna Maria. That's Aunt May. Oh, okay. Oh, my <laughs> Um. Yeah, definitely pulling this. I'm I'm loving it. Unironically, I know someone asked in the chat if I was being serious. Yes, I am. And by the way, listeners, great job. You did it once again, uh, delivering on another listener poll. If you guys want to uh, vote in the listener poll, head on over to Twitter. Tomorrow, you'll be able to vote and uh, vote for your fave. Vote for what you want to hear us review. Was that your pick of the week out of of these? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely my pick of the week. Yeah, you're right. This was a garbage week. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was my pick of the week, too. Yeah. Well, I guess that only leaves one, and I guess we know that none of us chose this for our pick of the week. Uh, we're talking with Batman. that art <laughs> cover. Imagine cover of the week. How much do you think it would cost to get Tom King to do the interiors of a of this oh, book? I, I, this I don't know. Not that much. No. Yeah, not, not that, that much. much. <laughs> I mean, I know he was in the CIA. I know he was in the CIA, but you don't need to torture him. Like, <laughs> oh man. This I is would, uh I, I do wa- I want to see someone get that colored by like an actual colorist though. <laughs> I want to get it colored by Tom King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see if he'll do it. Uh Chip Zdarsky on the words, not Tom King, as much as we've mentioned him. This is not a not a Tom yeah, King comic book. That is funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how that I don't know how that happened. It's not like the the current writer of Batman is an actual artist as well. No way. Yeah. Uh, Mike Hawthorne on the uh, pencils. Adriano DiBenetto on inks. Tamu Murray on colors. Clayton Cowles on the letters. You know, I'm like in and out on this. I'm in and out on this. I felt everything that I've enjoyed so much about this run to this point, I thought was not as good. Here. Um, I thought the Mike Hawthorne art was weaker. His Bruce Wayne face is just not, it was weird in this yeah. issue. Um the eyes are too close together, right? That's yeah, that's a part of it. For those of you who are watching, you can see look at Bruce's face right there. Like, doesn't that look yeah. not like Bruce? It's odd. Uh so yeah, I didn't love the Mike Hawthorne art. And then even the story, I just didn't really care about. Like, this dude's trying to become the Joker from another. Now it's a multiversal story. He's trying to become the Joker. Uh, who cares? And, and, and like, it, they're, they're positing that this character is the Joker, but because it's the different universe, it's just not the way his life ended up. Um, and he got right. a glimpse into that, so he's trying to recreate that to become the Joker. Right. But then it's like, oh, then you just told us who the Joker is. You know, like, that's a, that's a mystery I don't want to know. Um, yeah, I just don't like the whole multiverse thing. Guys, I, I know it's a buzzword, you know. I'm, guys, I'm tired of the multiverse. It's None. it's everywhere now. It's, it's, it's in everything. It's only cool in Fortnite. Does, does Batman okay. 134 need the multiverse? No, like, does this arc doesn't. need the multiverse? And the fact that, like, like, oh, I guess we'll talk about the backup as well. But, like, the fact that Robin could just travel the multiverse now is like, no, that was right. like a thing like flashes only can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, they've really cool. watered that idea down. It's just, I don't know. I thought this book was interesting when it was about, you know, Batman wants to save Gotham and, and like, that's just what he has to do. Um, and I felt like it was pretty low to the ground. Despite him being somewhere else, you know, whether it's Toy Man, whatever it is. And now it's this multiverses on the line story. I could do without all that. I don't really feel like I need my Batman to be solving multiversal problems. I'm with you. I'm with you. It, it, I like a grounded Batman. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like. And I guess this is like the other thing with like Sins of Sinister. It's like I don't care about this world that I'm in. Like right. I, know, I know that they're supposed they're they're you know trying to get me to care about it because Batman cares about it you know but like I'm not Batman I'm not that good I don't care <laughs> and this being 
ending up being the Joker. I know we've covered this a little, but like it's the lamest <laughs> version that this could possibly be. You make it the penguin, and that would actually be interesting. <laughs> like that it's the Joker is just like, oh come on. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, and, and Batman, you know, spoilers. I mean, you guys know what we do here, but like Batman loses his hands. Are you kidding me? Obviously, that's not going to stick. So why even do it? Like, I don't know. That's just I get it. I understand. But for me, when it's something that's like this, this arc's about to end. Batman will have a hand. Why bother throwing that in? It's going to be one of those things where like, you know, there's like a post credit scene for this arc and the, you know, red mask has Batman's hands like, oh, I have a trace back to his, you know, his universe. I'm going to find him and get my revenge somehow. Yeah. Well, the hand is going to regrow another Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and and that's how we're going to get Batman in this universe. Got it. They're going to clone. But never, never, yeah, never the twain shall meet. And this, this Bruce Wayne in this universe will be mortal. So he'll be able to go off of Selena Kyle into the, oh, sorry. That's, um, that's Doctor Who. Yeah. The, um, the, so Matt in the, in Twitch chat. Uh, is asking if he want if he should get the first Batman trade that just came out. Um, that'd be the failsafe arc. I, I would say yeah, check that out. I thought that was good. Um, I'm not feeling this one though. This arc is just not really my bag. Yeah, I think I definitely think uh, the failsafe arc is more worth your while. Um, I'm really ready to be over this. Like I, I'm I'm so interested in what Chip has to say. With Batman, but the length of this arc has really killed all my like momentum yeah. in terms of enjoying this. Get back to God, our Gotham. I don't care about anything that's no one here matters. They're all gone when this arc ends. You're building even up the, characters we're never going to see again. Even the big multiverse stories like the crises, the reason they work so well is because our main universe that we care about is in danger yeah there's stakes there i don't i i this this universe that we're in in this issue i could care i couldn't care less about it yeah. being destroyed or something bad happening there right no. it doesn't matter yeah if this guy wants to be the joker let no. him be the joker who yeah. even cares it's one more mcfarland figure that he can put out <laughs> I'm going to say pull, but to be honest, it's a weak pull. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weak it's, one. It's, it's um, a pull out of strictly uh, uh, just number crunching, right? Like you had, you had 133. You're going to get 135. I, I don't think it's, it's to the point where I, I have a really hard time believing that any, there's any reason to read this comic. How much is it? How much did you spend on that? Well, comic? this particular Who one, I believe, was was six dollars. Yeah, the, this Fuck is, but this off. is the this is because of the cover. That's because of the oh, this edition. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that that um, I chose to buy this cover, so I can, I'm cool with that. I wanted yeah. to have this. Yeah, I'll give you that. Hmm. Uh, there was the backup. If you guys want to quickly chat about that, I will say fine. the art in the backup is very good. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, Miguel Mendonca on the yeah, art. I think so, it's, I yeah. mean, honestly, it's more enjoyable that that backup than the actual Tim Drake Robin book for me right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I had more fun reading that to be honest than I did the main issue because again, we're in the stakes are there. It, it's our Robin, it's our Tim Drake, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. take mistakes away in a comic book, especially a superhero one. It's like, what? What are we doing? Right. And, and it's funny because I also read Avengers, uh, Avengers of Superman, John Kent, the newest issue of that. Um, uh, more multiversal stuff, but it's so character driven mm. that it's enjoyable. And I think it is. It it and it's uh, there's not yeah there's some stakes involved you know like a you know Ultraman going around killing Superman. But it's the same idea, but because it's so character-driven, I care about the book more. Um, I, I don't care about the characters in this Batman issue, you know? 
somehow it's making me care not care about Batman, actually. Yeah. And I think reading mm-hmm. Sins of Sinister simultaneously with this, where like it's multiple different multiverses that I don't care about, it's just like extra to the point where I'm like, oh, I really don't like either of these, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, welcome, Atomic Hound. Welcome to the party. And uh, uh, thank you, Nath Griffin on uh, YouTube for the sub. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, again, pull, but it's it's like I almost want to say pass. It's just one of those. I love the creative team. Generally, they've been delivering strong stuff. I want to see what's going to happen next. I'm going to stick with this, but I don't know that I care to review the rest of the arc even. We'll see. It might be one of those things where it's like, if you guys want us to do it, we'll throw it in the poll. Yeah, if I have one of those poll books. Yeah. On a stronger week. But I'm just not enjoying this as much as I would like to be. Yeah, I'll pass. Fuck this shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all out here spending $6 on this. No, forget it. I feel you. The, what really blew my mind, I was looking up, I was going to look up the creative team for, for this issue of Batman, and then I saw Mark Brooks drew the cover of King Spawn this week. And it is good Ooh. looking. Yeah. Could have been, re- been reading King Spawn. Hey, if you guys want to put a Spawn book on the poll, we'll do that. But we're not definitely reading a Spawn book. Wait, we're on TikTok already. We're we're marketing ourselves already. Why can't we read a Spawn book? I'm with Kale, dude. I'm so tired of this, Tyler. We went like a whole year without it. I've been doing. I know. I was enjoying Spawn. Did I take away your enjoyment? Yes. All right, all right, listeners. You know what to do next week. What's uh what's the what's the spawn book next week? Let's see. Uh, Not King Spawn with Mark one. Brooks art. Just a cover. Or Don't get too excited. Art. Yeah. Uh, wow. I don't think there's no spawn next week. Sorry. There's see, carnage. Fucking have can't fucking have anything, dude. We don't want <laughs> carnage, dude. That carnage book right now is crazy good. That's fine, but we're not looking for carnage. We're looking for spawn. Do you understand? That we probably lost subscribers because we stopped reviewing Spawn. Yo, those Spawn Spawn subscribers are built different, though. They are. (laughs) They are. I want to know know the Venn diagram of Spawn Enjoyer and Gathering of the Juggalos goer and, like, how much overlap is there. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. All right, well, those are our reviews for the week. But the show's not over. We're going to do Pals Pulls. And then after Pals Pulls, which is a segment where we want to tell you guys what we're looking forward to, we're actually going to be answering some questions. Or no, we're not. We're not. Never mind. We're We're not doing that. (laughs) Never mind. Sorry, I almost lost myself. Never mind. What were you doing before the show, Sean? Never mind. Um, Why would you do that? Um... (laughs) Pals pulls. Go ahead, Pals Tyler. Pulls. All right. Who's up first? Uh, Sean, uh, you wanted to check out W0 Earl's tr- 33 or World Tree. Yeah. Yeah. James Tinian. Um, James Tinian, you know, that that man can write a horror book. Yeah. Um, And this is a bit of a weird one because this is one that deals with the internet the world tree is like the the un, like there's like something called the undernet and the world tree is like a message board and um it just looks really weird and cool i actually don't even know how much i'm gonna like this because i don't feel like the internet is a great like venue for horror but mm. if tinian wants to do it then i feel like there's a reason and i want to see what he's gonna do so uh fernando blanco on the art jordi belair is on the colors and uh, Aditya Bidikar is on the letters. So tremendous creative team. We will absolutely be reviewing this unless this week is crazy. And I'm curious what Tinian has to say here. I'm looking at the variants for this and oh my God, every variant is cheesecake. This is like cheesecake. The variants here. It's all this main character with this, you know, you know, undercut bangs, mullet combo, just naked everywhere. And all these variants and just, yeah. Interesting. That's Sean's pick. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Sean, you also wanted to check out Phantom Road, number two. Yeah. Uh, the first issue of this we reviewed for the show. 
was really awesome. Um, I had a blast with it. I'm curious to see where it's gonna go because yeah, same. Yeah, like I I thought the first issue was was um like it gave you everything you needed to kind of know to start the world, but now with issue two, they're gonna have to like tell the story. So it's Jeff Lemire, Gabriel Hernandez Walta, Jordi Belair again. Uh, another tremendous creative team image not missing. I really think a creative team this good, uh, they deserve time to tell their story. So I'll be there for it. Yeah, I'll probably check it out too. So, good creative team. Uh, Marco is not here, but he want to check out Maniac of New York. Don't call it a comeback no, number two. Tyler, and... God damn it. What is with you? I, I, you I put this together before he bailed. Sorry. Mark Marco doesn't get picks. He's not here. Agreed. All right. Well, I wanted to check out Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Uh, this is by uh, uh, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Yeah. Uh, art by Kev Walker and colors by Matt Hollingsworth. That is a team, I got to say. Um, and it looks like it's a Western, space Western. And I'm a fan of a space Western. I got to say, Cowboy Bebop, Firefly, like that's that's kind of my my thing. So um, this definitely has caught my eye. Rootfall. Are that's you, the, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the art group fall. Oh mm-hmm. God, I can't wait to see that yeah. fucking tree die. <laughs> no rocket in this team either. It looks like it's Drax, Nebula, Mantis, Gamora, and, and Star Lord. So, Tyler, are you a Sparks Nevada fan? Sparks Nevada. Oh, the the um Thrilling the. I I used to be. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, this should be fun. Um, and clear number two, I wanted to check out Scott Snyder Ooh. and Francis Manipal. I really enjoyed the first issue. So curious to see if this issue too can keep the momentum going, even though I think it's technically out, but this is it for physical. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, Kale, you wanted to check out, uh, surprisingly, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Usagi Ojimbo, where, when, number one. Wow. So this is, this is a new TMNT Usagi Ojimbo crossover uh done by stan sakai Mm. so i'm hype as fuck um the turtles pursue an evil cyborg genius dr werewen uh through a time portal um and by the time they get to him back in feudal japan he's already made a kingdom so they have to team with uh usagi and take him down okay no offense because I've read TMNT, Usagi Ojimbo crossovers. Isn't that the plot to every single one of them? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Tur- Turtles yeah. chase a bad guy through time, and they end up in feudal Japan. There have been times when Usagi's chased a bad guy into a time portal. Got it. Okay. I haven't seen those. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Nancy Kai joined TMNT again, though. That's, that's cool. This I is the I'd most kale book of all time. It's up there. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, uh, those are our, our, our books. Those are our polls. That's what we're yanking next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sounds fun. Yeah. Well, we're giving you a little bit more time to yank your crank this Saturday before you join us. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. What are you guys? Whoa. What? Before you join we us for We want everyone Jeff to Jones. show up to our show Saturday with post-nut clarity and just clear-minded for the- wow that's what you were saying essentially. that's not what i said at all no is that kale was that what you're reading that's what i heard <laughs> you guys are hearing what you want to hear all i was saying i was trying to encourage people to have fun this saturday before they join us for jeff johns uh at 1 p.m eastern 1 p.m eastern we will be speaking with jeff johns we'll be uh uh sitting down with him once again hopefully to have another engaging fun insightful conversation about comics and his career etc if you've got questions send them to us in any way that you can get us however you feel like you want to leave us a comment anywhere if you are subscribed to us on youtube and a follower on twitch that will enter you into the jeff johns geiger giveaway where you will be able to win a copy of geiger Simply by doing what I said above on the episode where we interview Jeff, we will reveal the winner and we'll send the winner a copy of Geiger. That's all. That's all there is to it. 
a physical a book. Yeah. Oh, unless you want it. I mean, if you want it digitally, I guess we can figure it out. But I guess, yeah. Reach out to us. Yeah. That's yeah. Person just has to get at us. Uh, watch the Far Sector Book Club we put out. It's a really good, uh, really good book. I think you should read it and then listen yeah. to us talk about it. Yeah. Or listen to us talk about it, get excited, and then go buy it. However, you decide to do that. Join our Discord server where we were always having a great time. Uh, leave us a like, subscribe if you're enjoying this. Thank you guys so much for watching. We're super excited for Saturday. Hope to see you then. Until then, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you Saturday.